of it seemed almost to melt into the atmosphere out of his hand. In the shade it was softly luminous, gleaming like a tender moon. So translucently white was it that when he dropped it into a glass of water he had difficulty in finding it. So straight and swiftly had it sunk to the bottom that he knew its weight was excellent. "'Well, what do you want for it?' he asked with a fine assumption of nonchalance. "'I want—' Mapui began, and behind him framing his own dark face, the dark faces of two women and a girl nodded concurrence in what he wanted. Their heads were bent forward. They were animated by a suppressed eagerness. Their eyes flashed avariciously. "'I want a house,' Mapui went on. "'It must have a roof of galvanized iron and an octagon drop-clock. It must be six fathoms long with a porch all around. A big room must be in the center, with a round table in the middle of it and the octagon drop-clock on the wall. There must be four bedrooms, two on each side of the big room, and in each bedroom must be an iron bed, two chairs, and a washstand. And back of the house must be a kitchen, a good kitchen, with pots and pans and a stove, and you must build the house on my island, which is Fakarava. Is that all? Raoul asked incredulously. There must be a sewing machine, spoke up Tefara, Mapui's wife. Not forgetting the octagon drop clock, added Nauri, Mapui's mother. Yes, that is all said Mapui. Young Raoul laughed. He laughed long and heartily. But while he laughed, he secretly performed problems in mental arithmetic. He had never built a house in his life, and his notions concerning house-building were hazy. While he laughed, he calculated the cost of the voyage to Tahiti for materials, of the materials themselves, of the voyage back again to Fakarava, and the cost of landing the materials and of building the house. It would come to four thousand French dollars, allowing a margin for safety. Four thousand French dollars were equivalent to twenty thousand francs. It was impossible. How was he to know the value of such a pearl? Twenty thousand francs was a lot of money, and of his mother's money at that. Mapui! he said. You are a big fool. Set a money price. But Mapui shook his head, and the three heads behind him shook with his. I want the house, he said. It must be six fathoms long, with a porch all around. Yes, yes, Raoul interrupted. I know all about your house, but it won't do. I'll give you a thousand chili dollars. The four heads chorused a silent negative. And a hundred chili dollars in trade. I want the house, Mapui began. What good will the house do you? Raoul demanded. The first hurricane that comes along will wash it away. You ought to know. Captain Raffi says it looks like a hurricane right now. Not on Fakarava, said Mapui. The land is much higher there. On this island, yes. Any hurricane can sweep Hikueru. I will have the house on Fakarava. It must be six fathoms long, 
with a porch all around. And Raoul listened again to the tale of the house. Several hours he spent in the endeavor to hammer the house obsession out of Mapui's mind. But Mapui's mother and wife, and Ngakura, Mapui's daughter, bolstered him in his resolve for the house. Through the open doorway, while he listened for the twentieth time to the detailed description of the house that was wanted, Raoul saw his schooner's second boat draw up on the beach. The sailors rested on the oars, advertising haste to be gone. The first mate of the Aorai sprang ashore, exchanged a word with the one-armed native, then hurried toward Raoul. The day grew suddenly dark, as a squall obscured the face of the sun. Across the lagoon, Raoul could see approaching the ominous line of the puff of wind. Captain Raffi says you've got to get to hell out of here.